Hey guys, Kale here. So, last Sunday, for the very first time ever, I preached a sermon that wasn't in English. And I want to tell you guys about it, what it was like, and how I prepared for that. Um, but before we do that, I, I do want to just say this really quick, um, hopefully quickly. I, I'm going to watch my time. I'm going to keep it quick. Um, but I just want you guys to know that the reason why I like to make these podcasts, I, I make, number one, I, I just like to make podcasts and videos and things and songs and music. And I've just always liked making things ever since I was a kid. I just love making stuff. And so I would do it just because I enjoy it. But but there are two big reasons why I make this podcast. And it's, it's on YouTube, um, on my personal YouTube channel, just because... It's easy. I, I have a microphone here. I, I have a camera right here as well. I can just flip it on. It takes two seconds. So I, I put it on YouTube, but it's also on just uh, audio podcast providers like Spotify and Apple, wherever you listen to your audio podcast. So so I put it on all those places, but but there's two main reasons. And and I don't want you guys to think that one of those reasons is because I'm trying to be like a YouTuber or, or an influencer or something strange like that. Um, I, I've been making stuff way before it it was cool to do it, and I certainly don't have a ton of followers anyway, so it's not like I'm like trying to do that. I just want want you guys to know that. The, the, the two main reasons that I, I make this podcast is specifically is because, number one, we have dozens, more than dozens, we have hundreds of people back home in America and other countries who pray for us and our family and our ministry and, and support us. And I feel like this is a good way or, or an interesting, unique way to be able to um, keep those guys, to keep you guys in the loop of what we're doing, what it's like behind the scenes. You know, way back in the day, uh, missionaries, it, not even way back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, pre-social media era, um, the only way the missionaries could keep in touch was through a, a monthly or quarterly physical newsletter that was sent out. And um, even when I was a kid, you know, you didn't get to see missionaries come into your church very often because they weren't in the States often. They were you know, doing their job in the other country. And when they came to the States, it was, you know, to raise more money or to check in. So, you know, that you just didn't hear from them often. It was a mysterious person in a faraway land. And and I hope that this can be a unique way to let people who support us and pray for us just uh, see what we're doing, what it's like. Um, you know, we're, we're missionaries who've only been on the field for a little over two years. And so we're doing everything from scratch from square one. And so as we learn and figure it out, we're just sharing with you guys. And, and I hope that's a interesting thing for those of you who, who, who listen. Um, but, and, and second of all, though, this is another reason, um, is because I like to try and put stuff out there for other guys who are trying to do the same thing or who want to do the same thing someday. That's just, has always been in me. When I, when I was a youth pastor back in, in Ohio, everything I did, I was like, okay, this took a lot of time and it took a lot, a lot of energy and resources for me to figure this out. How can I write this down or record it for the next guy? So it's not so hard for him. I've always thought that way. And I think just as a pastor, you're trying to help people. So it's like, if this can be a way for guys who want to be missionaries someday, that they can hear some behind the scenes tips and tricks and praise the Lord for that. Or if it's someone who's just a couple, who is a missionary, but a couple steps behind me, man, if I can just share with you some things we've learned on the fly, because that a lot of missions is figuring it out, man. You're a lot of times you're the only one or the first one on the field or the only one in your area. Um, and so 
you know, if this is helpful in any way to someone else who's trying to do the same thing we are or wanting to do that, then praise God. So those are the two reasons I make this. I hope that that you don't think that I'm like trying to be some YouTuber or anything because I'm certainly not. Um, in fact, I don't even I, I try to do this, put one out every Wednesday, but I don't always have time. And so if I don't have time, I don't put one out. But um, I, I usually try to because I, I enjoy it. I genuinely enjoy it. And I hope that it is interesting and, and helpful to you. So because of that, without further ado, I, I want to share with you guys about what it was like to preach in Hungarian for the first time. Um, certainly was I was in over my head and I needed God to come through and um, I was trying to do something that was above my language level. And so if, if you've never learned another language, this is something I didn't know until I was trying to learn another language. Language learning is a spectrum. It, it, it is not... Today, I don't speak a language, and then in the future, one day, I now speak a language, a, a different language. That's not how it works. You go from not speaking a language to slowly studying it and learning vocabulary and then learning grammar and then practicing how to use it so that you can communicate. And it's bad. The first time you're, you're just in the store, you're trying to communicate. It's not complete sentences. It's random words strung together, but you're communicating. And they're speaking to you and you don't understand 80% of what they said, but you, but you caught the keywords you needed and you figured it out and you're communicating. And that is a, a huge, massive first step. Um, but it's not being fluent by, by any means. And so you're still studying, you're still working at it. And then you get to a point where you're intermediate. Um, and even the intermediate level, there's really only th three levels in language learning, which is absurd. Uh, A, B, and C, um, which are divided into two. So you could say six levels, A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, and C2. And A, B, and C just are beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And if you, those are like the international guidelines for language learners. Um, but really it's absurd when you look at the spectrum that language learning is. And considering how difficult some languages are compared to others, whatever. All I can share is my experience learning Hungarian, which is frequently listed as one of the top five hardest languages in the world to learn. So that's, that's not me, you know, asking for sympathy or pity. It's just where we're at. It's just the reality. And so it's difficult. And so it took me a long time to get to, um, a serviceable intermediate stage. And what that means is I can communicate decently. I still don't understand a lot of what I hear. I, but I can I can pick out things from context. Their grammar here is very difficult, so it's it's, it's kind of like computing uh, computer code in your brain trying to you know calculate what what's being said and who's being spoken about, um, and then trying to speak back. That's usually harder. Um, it is for me anyway. It, you're then because when you're at an intermediate level, you're typically translating in your head. You're thinking in English and you're translating, and the goal is to get to the point where you're not thinking in English anymore, right? Um, and so that's difficult, but, but that's where I'm at. I'm at intermediate and, um, it's, I've been learning for two years and some change here, two years and three months or so. And, uh, it's taken a lot to get to this point. But when I set out to write a sermon and to preach in Hungarian, it was a lofty goal, but I knew it was something that, that God could do. And I thought it was important. We have a weekly Bible study, um, in, in our apartment and all the people who come usually speak English pretty darn well. And so we'll read the Bible and the scripture references in Hungarian. And I can understand enough that, that I, we can talk about 
in English, we can talk about what that said in Hungarian. I know that's kind of weird sounding, but it, it makes sense to me. And so we'll do the scripture in Hungarian, but then I will teach in English. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at. But I decided about a month ago that I really, really wanted to, instead of just our casual Sunday Bible study, which we do now, I told the guys on Easter, we're going to have a special uh, service and I'm going to preach the gospel and I'm going to do it in Hungarian. And I wanted them to be able to invite their friends and family, even if they don't speak English. So that was kind of the goal. And so I prayed about it for the entire month of March. And then about two weeks before Easter, I sat down to actually start preparing the sermon. And I was immediately like, oh my goodness, I'm in over my head. God, I need you to do this. And then I spent a lot of time on my knees those two weeks. And which, you know, in retrospect is a good thing. Like in my head, I, I, I knew and I know that that is where you want to be. You want to be in a place where you're, you're leaping in faith and, and you need God to come through. Um, that's, that's the best place you can be. But it's also incredibly nerve wracking, at least for me, because you're like, oh, man, God, <laughs> I, I'm genuinely leaning on you. Not just because I don't want to look like a dummy. Like, of course, that's a part of nervousness too. But because I want to communicate the gospel clearly so that these people understand it. And that that's just made me really nervous. And so it it it, it took a lot of time. So here's what, what I did. I I took my English Bible on eSword, which is the electronic uh, Bible study software that I use, and and I and I picked the passage, which was Luke 23, and what I wanted to preach was, was on the two thieves and the two responses to Jesus, okay? Simple, simple sermon, but then leading into the gospel, you know, the truth of gospel to you know, believe on Christ. And so I outlined the sermon, very basic outline in English, and then once I had that done, then I decided to write the sermon in Hungarian. I didn't want to write it in English and then translate it because that can sound very unnatural, um, and so I was like, what I want to do is I want to outline it and then I'm going to write this in Hungarian. It was very difficult. And I, you know, I use the internet for help sometimes when I wasn't sure how to say something a certain way, but I wanted to write it at my level of speaking. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to just read this lofty written essay that like, I couldn't say half of that if I tried to, I wanted it to sound like me. So I knew it was going to be somewhat basic, um, but I used the internet for help when I needed it. And I, oftentimes what I would do it is I would write out a sentence or two and be like, I wonder, and then I would double check, you know, translate that back to English. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Um, and so that's, that's kind of how I did it for about two weeks, put a lot of work into it. And, uh, and then when Sunday came, we had seven Hungarians in our house, um, two of which who didn't speak any English. So that was, you know, that made me nervous, but was also exciting. And, um, we started out with just worship, like we usually do, saying three songs in Hungarian. Uh, we usually do that. It's great practice for me. I, I love music and, and certainly singing worship songs, especially English songs that I'm already familiar with the melody, and then they've someone else translated them into Hungarian. That's super helpful for me. And so we did three songs, and then we uh, started our study, and it was... It took me a while to get settled in. I was super nervous and, you know, kind of short-breathed at the beginning. Um, but then once we got into it, there was a point where I, I felt like my brain kind of flipped. Um, and I wasn't truly wasn't thinking in English anymore. But I was also sticking mostly to the script. So when I write a sermon in English, I don't I don't transcribe 100% of what I'm going to say. It's maybe more like 70%, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little more sometimes, depending. Um, but I knew 
that I needed to have this written out like 99 to 100% because when I would try to get off the path or try to – I'm not at the level to where I can just stop and just expound on something off the cuff in Hungarian. I would get confused. I would stumble. I'd get nervous again and then flee back to my notes. And so I wrote out 100% of what I planned to say and it ended up being like 99% of what I said. So um, so that was important for me. And so I you know, preached the sermon and in, in my mind eventually a couple minutes in finally flipped and I felt more um, – uh, calm and just, uh, you know, just hopefully letting the Lord speak through me in another language, um, the gospel. And so after that, we sang another song and, uh, really there was just a a nice fellowship at at the house with afterward with, uh, all of these people came. And then as they started to leave, you know, some of our closer friends said, Hey, thanks. That was good. They, They were just super encouraging, which was awesome to hear. And, and the most important thing that they said was that the message was super clear. Um, so praise God for that. That was my goal. I knew I wasn't going to sound amazing. I knew that there would be times where I would be focusing too much on the pronunciation. And so I, my mind would get lost. And there would be other times where I would try to go too fast and my accent pronunciation would suffer. And so, you know, you're just trying to balance it and do the best you can. And so the fact that they said it was clear um, was was great. And, and you know, I praise God for that. And so it's... Um, it wasn't easy, but I just, it's a huge milestone for me personally in my faith and in our ministry. And it, okay, let's not use milestone. Let's, let's use a biblical term. It's, it's, it's a, or a biblical idea. I should say it's a pile of stones as a remembrance, like in the book of Joshua, when the children of Israel crossed the Jordan river and God said, set up a pile of stones from the Jordan as a remembrance of, of what I did. And so for me, you know, as a missionary, man, over the last three, four, five years, there's been tons of these piles of stones that I can look in my rear view mirror and remember what God has done and how far he's brought us. But this is a big one for me personally. Um, and in the future, I, I know I can look back on that and be like, wow, look look how far God has brought us. And and language learning specifically, man, it is it's a it's a trek up a mountain and it feels like you're never going to get to the top and so you really do have to focus on where you've come from and how how far you've come in the last week or month or 6 months or year um or how far you've come since you started and uh and that is what helps you to push forward because if you're always looking at the peak because language learning learning is a spectrum that peak is always moving it's always changing you know like what is fluency that's something that's debated all the time online like what does it mean to be fluent because someone could be fluent in a language but not be able to discuss anything about the bible or philosophy or something else you know so fluency is a very subjective goal and so you have to have an objective mile marker to look on to track your progress and the most encouraging is to look back on how far you've come so for me um you know i i want to do better of course the goal is to do better but this was a a great first uh accomplishment to check off the checklist that truly wasn't mine it was it was an accomplishment that god uh did through me and but it's incredibly encouraging to to be at that point to know okay we can we can do this. There's hope. And I, and I can't wait. It's been two years now. I can't wait to see in another two years of where we're at um, and, and where I'm at personally with my language learning and, and ministry and being able to preach hopefully um, way easier and, and way better at that point. So 
Anyway, I hope that was uh, interesting to you guys. If you're interested in what that sounds like, I recorded it um, and put it up on my our, our missionary YouTube channel. I think it's just called Horvath to Hungary. I, I'll put a link in the description if you want to click on it. It's all in Hungarian, and uh, the worship songs are in there too. So if you want to click on that and see what it sounded like, um, be my guest. Uh, you're not going to understand much of it. If you do speak Hungarian, um, you will see what I mean about I am not a, a great speaker. But uh, we did it, and the gospel went out, and we know that God's word doesn't return void. So thank you for any of you who who prayed for us. Thank you so much. I needed it, and uh, and I and your prayers were felt. Um, so praise the Lord that He can speak any language, and um, uh. Praise the Lord that He can use even the weakest of vessels to uh, to share the gospel and to sow the seed with people. So please continue to pray for us, and I'm excited to see what God does in the future. But for now, um, I think that yeah, going a little long. I think that about does it. So hopefully that was interesting for you. And like I said, I I don't always get to post every single week if I'm too busy. But if I have something on my heart or want to share something with you guys. Um, I enjoy making this. I hope it's a good little peek behind the scenes for you. And if if you happen to be a missionary or someone wanting to be a missionary, uh, hopefully, you know, you can learn from uh, not just uh, our accomplishments, certainly, but our mistakes and what we've had to figure out on the fly. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can check out the podcast on Wednesday mornings, typically, um, wherever you listen to your audio podcasts or here on YouTube. And uh, until next time, thanks. God bless. We'll see you.